It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. The Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report, examine your reality. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. And I'm Jeremy Miller. And Jeremy, hopefully you had a great 4th of July uh, day. <laughs> I was going to say weekend, but I mean, it was like a three-day weekend, right? I mean, Yeah, it was basically a three-day weekend. It was nice. It was relaxed weekend. Uh, unfortunately, uh, actual 4th of July, there were a ton of morons for at least five hours lighting off aerial fireworks in our area. Okay, wow. aerials in the middle of a drought, in the middle of the worst fire conditions that we have had. I mean, it's not okay to be lighting off any of them, but these people are lighting off aerials. Yeah, that's kind of dangerous, especially one of it's those sparks hits the freaking that drives them, just goes up into flames like that really quickly. <laughs> so it was a nightmare. My dog was having quite a you know hard Aww. evening, as I'm Poor sure McHugh. most of them were, because it was nonstop for about four and a half hours. It was uh, actually, and I mean. I mean, nonstop. Well, it was actually not too bad here uh, where I live. I mean, we I mean, it's funny because the one neighbor that always popped off like crazy fireworks, he moved away. And since he's mm -hmm. been gone, no fireworks. <laughs> nice <laughs> it's been and quiet. quiet. It's been quiet over here. So but I mean, I did hear a lot of crazy stories. I mean, I heard uh, one in Nebraska, actually. Uh, this is on NBC News. They showed video footage of a family wrapping up a Fourth of July barbecue. And one of the rockets, I guess, got out of control, went underneath the car where I guess they had a bunch of other fireworks stacked up underneath the car tank, by the way. And everything just exploded. All the kids, mothers, everybody just ran for cover. And that thing, you could see in the freaking camera, I think just went off. And I believe it's... the car probably exploded along with it because it was nothing but fire and flames from there. It was insane. Uh, it was it, it was a bad weekend overall for all of that. I believe LA County Fire responded to 27 different fires. Um oh, there's our viewer inactive. This is our new sponsor, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> viewer inactive. <laughs> um, Damn sponsor doesn't know when to stop getting on here. <laughs> We're supposed tell to me tell about you. It. <laughs> but you know, I believe LA County they said responded to 27 different fires, over 73 in California alone. And we had multiple losses of life as well. We had an 11-year-old boy. I'm not sure where. It was somewhere 
in the country. Um, but I only saw the blip really quick, but we had an 11 year old boy who suffered a devastating injury from a firework that he did not survive. He's dead. And we had another moron who decided to set off a firework on top of their head and blew his head in. So that's the second one in about six years. And again, I, I absolutely feel bad for his family, but in my opinion, that is natural selection at its best. Someone like that does not need to be breeding. We need those genes out of the gene pool and uh, natural selection took out of, took care of it because <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I I've, I've been hammered. I have been, I was a wild guy. I was never in my life. Was I ever jacked up enough to think that setting an explosive on top of my head and setting it off was a good idea. I mean, you know, I did some pretty dumb things when I was young too. I remember the one thing, the, I think the only dumb thing I did, it really did when I was drunk was I actually had like a, one of those bottle rockets in my hand on the 4th of July and I'm just staring at it and staring at it as the fuse is getting lower and lower. I'm like, huh, I am supposed to probably not have this in my hand right now. <laughs> at least you're not one of those dumbasses who, you know, sticks the, sticks the bottle rocket in their ass and lights it and then sits there and screams it's burning my balls it's burning my like <laughs> i've seen really? that jackass episode <laughs> no 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 it's not a, you can google this it has been done a thousand times oh it's one God. of the stupidest things i mean human beings are idiots but <laughs> yeah yeah well i, I mean how else to say it I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, we have a, we have one of our uh, viewers here, Cindy, nice to have you on here. Uh, she's already commenting. Exactly. Uh, so she definitely agrees with you on that. Want to welcome all our viewers to the Navarro Miller Report right now. Uh, you know, welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome here. And Cindy's like, YouTube it. So <laughs> you can find everything on YouTube, including our show. So uh, moving forward, I mean, I'm glad that at least uh, nobody got hurt on your end and nobody got hurt on my end. And, uh, hopefully nobody got hurt on any of our viewers end either. So here's hoping for that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and start off the news by speaking about some other interesting <laughs> people. <laughs> so, uh, from what I understand, you have, uh, you have a, a story coming in from Alabama, actually, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, apparently the moonshine game is still strong in Alabama. Um, the, Sheriffs in Alabama in Bullock County um, disabled a large still capable of producing almost $5,000 worth of moonshine a week. So, um, you know, I knew that. Okay, let me let me give you some background here. What did he Shine, say? Yeah. <laughs> Shine. Moonshine is a tradition and an art form in a lot of places still. OK, especially in the Tennessee and Kentucky areas where American whiskey was born and really took root. Um, it's still everybody has their family recipe and I'm not joking. They, they really do. They still have their family's moonshine recipe. They know how to make apple pie moonshine and this and mm -hmm. that and the other thing. But they don't do it for commercial purposes. They're, they produce it at home in safe and sanitary conditions. Mm -hmm. um, the reason, I mean, beyond just money and being able to tax it, the reason moonshining was made illegal is because of the dangers associated with it. The conditions that the mash and the stills and all the process is done in, it's generally done outside because they're trying to hide it. It's generally done in the woods somewhere. 
those the equipment is exposed to the elements constantly so you get rust you get all sorts of other things on the equipment which gets into the moonshine animals can crawl in can die in the mash Ooh. can be feces and other things all sorts of things can happen that contaminate feces and self feces <laughs> but all sorts of things can happen that can contaminate it and make it extremely dangerous for human consumption there are thousands of stories back in the day of people going blind from drinking moonshine and you know people dying of lead poisoning and all sorts of other really horrific things so um i i had no idea that commercial moonshining was still going on i mean wow. when i mean given it's got to be really cheap because it's really shitty pardon my friend but i mean it, it's really That's bad french? stuff <laughs> yeah very, it's very french um, <laughs> But it's, you know, it's incredibly bad product, so it's probably extremely cheap. But when everybody has access, essentially, to liquor stores and everything else, you know, I, is it worth the risk, you know, to well, your health I mean, and your life? I honestly thought it was, it might have been because of how strong it was. Because I remember I tried moonshine for the first time at a friend's wedding. And the next day, my throat was, like, burned. Like, I couldn't, oh, I mean... It's, it's an incredibly high alcohol in general. It, you know, generally runs between 120 um, proof and 150, right. 120 to about 150 proof. Um, but that's, I mean, yes, it's a higher chance of getting alcohol poisoning, but it's all the other little things that go yeah, into like the, it. I mean, like the animal feces and well, like I said, are dead, you know, <laughs> dead animals decaying in the mash. I mean, all sorts of bugs. There's all sorts of contaminants, so it makes it extremely dangerous. Um, like I said, I have friends in those areas who make their own shine. Um, but again, it's done in safer, smaller conditions, and it's not being marketed you know, to other people. It's not being sold commercially. So there is a... We got to talk to your friends, Jeremy. <laughs> no, see, this is the thing. I've still never tried it because by it's the time bad. I started... But no, I've, I've tried what they sell as moonshine in the stores mm. it's oh, not real oh you tried you tried the, the more the more uh the more uh commercialized moonshine. yeah um i mean it was still like 115 proof and whatever i've tried that stuff years and years ago but i didn't start getting offered real homemade moonshine when i went to those areas until after i had stopped drinking so i've always had to turn it down oh man now, I, I, I know that uh, one of our former guests that was on the show here, uh, uh, Billy, uh, Billy, uh, Billy Tiller from California Distilleries, he actually does sell moonshine from his distilleries. He actually makes mm -hmm. uh, peach. Uh, he, play, he makes the apple. We talked about this on the show. So I've tasted uh, his moonshine, which is freaking delicious. Um, I was like drinking and I was like, oh, this is really, I was like, give me the whole bottle. <laughs> you know, like, it was like freaking punch. Well, as you've said, I mean, his stuff's already really, really good. But mm. when you're talking about the flavors they can introduce to moonshine and stuff, but even Billy's as good as it is, because it's a commercial product is not, is still not a true moonshine. True. All of true. the commercial products are not true moonshine. Um, they're made in the moonshine style and things like that. But that's what makes them safe. It's, it's, the one, it's the one that you get from the Dukes brothers, from the Dukes boys. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. We were doing, we, we were doing an autograph signing in Tennessee uh -huh. and on day one, all these people came in and they're, you know, getting their autographs and stuff and they're saying hi and we're all taking pictures and we're having a great time. And I swear to you, at least 15 of them said, we'll be back tomorrow with some of our, some, some shine for you guys. And I'm not kidding you. These guys showed up with like, hand carts oh my god 
of boxes of their homemade moonshine to pass out to all the celebrities and stuff at the autograph show. Oh my I mean, God. it's 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 like I said, it's a tradition in certain areas. It's been passed down for generations. So there is something to it as, like I said, an art form as kind of like a home craft type thing. Um, but again, it's still technically illegal, even doing it at home and for yourself. Any distilling of alcohol on your own is still considered illegal. Just like setting off a firecracker in your ass is still illegal. <laughs> it's stupid, but it's and still illegal. <laughs> <laughs> well, right on for that. I mean, God bless them in Alabama <laughs> for continuing on to do this. In entertainment news, uh, we have a very you know sad, uh, uh, sad news, and that was that uh, actor, legendary actor James Cowan, passed away yesterday at the age of eighty-two. Uh, some of you may know him from. Uh, the Godfather. He played uh, Sonny Corleone in The Godfather. He reprised briefly Sonny again in Godfather Part Two. That pretty much that that that's one of the movies that really launched his career. His his actual first starring role was in Brian's song. That was his first actual role that he had. And then after that was Godfather. Of course, um, they went ahead. His family went ahead and shared uh, the news on Twitter, saying, "Quote." It is with great sadness that we inform you of the passing of Jimmy on the evening of July 6th. The family appreciates the outpouring of love and heartfelt condolences and asks that you continue to respect their privacy during this difficult time. Uh, very unfortunate. James Conn was a legend. I, I've seen him in so many things. I mean, one of my favorite shows that I watched on NBC for the longest time was Las Vegas. He was an <laughs> awesome actor in Las Vegas. Are of course, he was an amazing. elf. Um, and he was just in so many things and, uh, he was in get smart as well. He played the president of the United States and get smart. That was actually kind of funny too. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, he will be, definitely be missed, uh, incredible actor. I mean, you know, I mean, you have his son that, uh, that's his son that's currently uh, doing a lot of acting. Uh, didn't you, uh, I remember that you bumped into his son once. We'll, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> well, alrighty then. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. he, we're here to talk about his father and honoring his dad and a legendary actor i don't want to talk about any of that other stuff um, <laughs> <laughs> but i mean yeah i mean other than that it's it was you know great sadness that uh jimmy Conn passed away and uh it just so happened not right before we started the show we just got word as well that uh the soprano star tony sirico has just passed away as well at the age of 79 uh, so many actors, Jeremy, so many incredible legendary actors are passing away. Like, like this well, is just not a good week. This it's this it's time, man. I mean, I'm sorry. These are not, we're not losing people in their prime here. True. Okay. These are, these are actors that have meant a lot to us because they've been here so long, you know, True. I mean, given Tony didn't get his start until much later. Um, he actually is another one who he played Polly Walnuts in uh, Sopranos, but he was another actor very similar to Chaz Palminteri who was mobbed up when he was young. He was not an actual member, but he worked and was kind of a so an associate of the local mob boss in his town. And he did stick ups and he was an actual he was the real thing and kind of thankfully got put on a, a better path when he was younger. Um, so Tony Sirico was the real deal. It's why he was so believable. I mean, he grew up around those guys and, uh, you know, he'll be missed as well. He, he played a, I mean, Paulie Walnuts is a, is a 
iconic mob character. And again, to lose James Caan and him so close together, these are two, I mean, Jimmy Caan's career spans so much more than Godfather. But oh, yeah. that iconic film and that character, you know, Sonny Corleone, he will always be associated with. I mean, no matter what else he did, he would always be remembered for that iconic character. So to lose two legends of the mafia film and mafia entertainment, um, you know, on the same day, basically, is is a is a big one as well. But again, 82 years old, the man led an incredible life. He worked on so many amazing projects, as you said. I mean, I love I mean, I've loved practically everything jimmy con ever touched there goes, mean, our, there, there goes our sponsor again <laughs> see i told you our sponsor just loves us um <laughs> but 82 years old it's not like we're losing him you know at 45 in the middle of his career yeah. when we'd be wondering oh what else could he have done you know it's a great he lived a great life and you know contributed a lot of enjoyment to a lot of our lives you know what's sad is that uh, another another little tidbit of weird, crazy information is the fact of the matter that it is said that people in you know actually we got somebody on our on our chat saying uh, Derek's actually saying I will always remember him as Brian Piccolo, so yep. there you go, there you go. Um, what's what's sad is that many many uh, there's been there's actually a TikTok not too long ago that I watched that that brought a lot of stuff into perspective saying that. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Fifty is no longer middle age. What is middle age is actually anywhere from late thirties to forties is now considered middle age given the lifespan of human beings. Mm -hmm. And it's just so weird because it's like, wow, we're 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 practically there. <laughs> I mean, some of us are already there. You know, some of us are already middle age. See, there you go. So it's just so odd for me to actually hear this. I mean, it's like, it's crazy to hear that. But like the more and more I see some of these people that are passing away at age 80, age 90, it does become more and more true that middle age actually is at the age of 40 at this point. And no, it's just, we've really it's gotten to that point. It's just, it's a trip to me, man. It's a trip, but definitely uh, two great losses. Uh, and, uh, you know, they will be missed incredibly. Uh, in other entertainment news, looks like there's drama going on right now with uh, with uh, Stranger Things actors Noah, uh, I can't even talk right now, Stranger Things actor Noah Schnapp, uh, who, play, who plays Will Byers in uh, the TV show Stranger Things, and uh, musical artist Doja Cat. So she went ahead and uh, is upset at him basically for posting uh, a DM conversation that she had with the actor. Uh, what, what what went down was that she was actually trying to get a hold of um, of Eddie Munson, uh, the one of the newest actors uh, from the from the from this season, Stranger Things, uh, and she went ahead and DM'd Noah asking for his information. And then she was like, "Oh wait, does he have a girlfriend? She wants to, you know, she wants to talk to the guy." You know, she wants to like slide in his DM, so to speak, you know. Um, but, you know, what she thought was a private conversation 
turned into something public because the 17-year-old decided to go ahead and post it all over social media and on TikTok. And uh, she went ahead, uh, Doja decided to go ahead and do a TikTok of her own, basically trying very hard not to go off on him on live on a live stream uh and remembering that he is only 17 i mean she did in 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 what she was saying in her tiktok uh live stream is that she kept on saying i understand he's 17 years old you know but it's just wrong it was kind of a little bit of a snake thing to do for him to go ahead and post what he did on social media the way he did so far there hasn't been any apology from noah at this point but I mean, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where, I mean, 17, yeah, he's a kid, but there's still no excuse for that much of that, that, no. that much of immaturity. I mean, especially when you're an actor in the public eye and, you know, right now, the way, the way the political climate is, you know, with, with this type of a- attitude, it's not exactly the best thing, you know, for him to do something like that. You know, to put someone's business like that, to make her seem like, you know, in a, in a sense, what he did was making her seem kind of, you know, as as the saying would say, thirsty. You know, I mean, that wasn't right for him well, to go ahead and do something like that and put her business me, out like that. Let me take this another way. First of all, just in general, no, it was not right for him to, you know, put her business out there like that. But he broke a very big unwritten rule of the entertainment industry. You, you don't do that. OK, this kind of thing has been going on since before social media, before DMs, before cell phones, before. I mean, people have been contacting other celebrities through celebrities, you know, for years. If you don't know someone and oh, my goodness, I've kind of fallen for this person and I really want I mean, I'll give you an example. <coughs> Alan Thicke, who played my dad on Growing Pains, was a uh, big tennis fan and uh, love playing the charity tennis tournaments and stuff like that. And he got an opportunity to play a charity tennis match with Jennifer Capriati and um, John McEnroe. I was the exact same age as Jennifer Capriati when she broke into pro tennis at 14 years old. And I was smitten. Okay. Smitten, you know, 14 year old girl playing the sport I loved. I, I was head over heels for her. So I did exactly that. I found out Alan was going to be doing this. And I, you know, I mean, there were no DMs. There was no texting. There was no nothing. So I, you know, grabbed Alan aside, you know, before the weekend. And I said, hey, you know, please, you know, tell her I said hi and, you know, pass her my number or, or whatever and let her know if she'd be interested in talking. I'd really like to get to know her. Um, that's been happening in this industry for years and given it's happened in nefarious ways at times, but for the most part, it's been on the up and up. You've heard about these stories and this person introduced that person. This thing is, this has been going on for years. Okay. I didn't have any way to expose anyone because there was no social media or anything, but we had interviews constantly with teen beat, with magazines, with, with people magazine, with inquirer, with all this different stuff. You never put someone else's business out there like that. Okay. Alyssa Milano was trying to, at one point back in the day, and I don't say this in a derogatory way, hook up with Kirk, who played my older brother on the show. They were around the same age. They were the two hottest, you know, guy and girl on TV at the time. And she had taken an interest in Kirk, although she didn't know him. So she went through some of her friends to try and get a hold of him and so on and so forth. Real quick, let me cut you off right there. Let's, mm-hmm. let's for example, uh, give, um, you know, uh, Candace Cameron. That's how she met her husband was through mm-hmm. Dave Coulier. 
because Dave Coulier and her husband both played hockey together. Yep. So exactly. that, that's another great example of, of, of some people just, you know, trying to like link up, maybe make a, some sort of a connection, you know, it's, they it's, and, and, and in this particular case, Doja knew that Noah worked with Eddie and, exactly. and they were like, Hey, you work with him. I don't, I don't see his social media otherwise. Cause he asked, why don't you slide into his DMS? And she's like, because I can't find him anywhere. And that's when Noah sent her his, his direct Instagram. So she could go ahead and contact him directly. Uh, but what I mean, that should have been the end of it at that point. But no, this it's, kid decided to go ahead and go further than that. That's what I mean. I want to chalk it up to immaturity. But at the same time, I mean, all of my friends were his age or younger when we were doing the same stuff. And we all knew better than to do something like this. It's an unwritten rule and you just don't do it. He's he's violated a trust with other actors and celebrities. And it's going to be hard to earn that trust back with them. This is a tight knit community who knows what other people are up to. So if you're stabbing people in the back like that, believe me, it's going to get around. And you're going to be known for that, just that type of person to the point that no one's going to want to go ahead and trust you to talk to anybody at that point. I'm, su I'm surprised his publicist hasn't gotten to him gotten into him like on that, you know, and said, Hey, you got to apologize. You got to do something. There's damage control to be done right now because you're looking really bad. It's a really big faux pas in the industry. I mean, regardless of what age you are, it's still something that should not be done. So we'll see if the story progresses from there so far. Again, there hasn't been an apology issued by Noah yet to Doja Cat. Uh, so we'll go ahead and see if he decides to apologize for for uh, for what he did. In other uh, in other entertainment news, actually, let me go ahead real quick before I move on to the next entertainment news. We have uh, our 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 chat right here. Uh, Annette goes back to talking about the whole middle age thing. She says, uh, "I'm 51. I consider myself middle age." Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Annette says, uh, "Oh, Annette's asking you, Jeremy. What does Jeremy think about Kate Bush and Metallica songs making a comeback? Seeing as." Both Kate Bush's song and Metallica's uh, songs are being played on Stranger Things on Netflix currently, and they've really actually popped up right now, uh, you know, because of because of the hit TV show. I, I really love that kind of thing. Um, anytime somebody does a throwback and brings musicians or artists that we all loved back in the day back to the forefront and reintroduces them to a new generation i always find that really really cool um i haven't seen this season of stranger things yet so i don't know how they used it um oh they did a oh no yeah. I, I can't i can't oh, wait to see it believe me but um I, I've always loved that. I think getting that little bump and getting inter, you know, that inter, introduction to other people. I mean, look at Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino, with every one of his films, his soundtracks become legendary, legendary. And yet they're almost all B-sides and they're from the early 70s, things people have never heard. And all of a sudden these artists blow up. So I, I love seeing that. I really do. Because anytime a new generation gets introduced to great artists from before, you know, it's it's a good thing. It, it expands their horizons and shows them, you know, that art and music and movies didn't start when they were born. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm going to I'm going to just spoil this much for you. The Metallica song that she's talking about is uh, is Puppet, Ma Puppet Master. Mm -hmm. And. The thing, the reason why she brings that up is because this is, I believe, this is another reason why Doja Cat was attracted to the actor Eddie Munson for this because his character, in in one of the episodes of Stranger Things, plays the guitar and plays it perfectly. 
in in that episode so freaking good that people were like is that really you doing that solo with the guitar and he's like yeah that's actually me because i was i've been playing the guitar since i was a kid and i love metallica i love all these bands so yeah that's that's me actually doing it he did an incredible job an incredible nice. job in that ep- in, in that scene so that's that's one of, and then of course uh kate bush's song was in another episode of a of another scene that just like it's all over tiktok right now that song so yeah i mean it's it's really cool that stranger things brought back i mean stranger things does take place in the 80s so it makes sense that a lot of these songs are 80s built for this show oh, of course so, i mean it's really cool you dude you gotta you gotta watch the season you got you freaking i'm going to watch the I'm season Watch the season. Anyways, I gotta push them to do this stuff. Anyways, in other in other entertainment news, another Stranger Things actor uh, actually comes out and talks about uh, the dangers of method acting. Actor James Harbour, uh, who actually he plays um, he plays uh, Jim Hopper in uh, the TV show Stranger Things. He actually uh, in an interview talks about how because the thing is his character um, was overweight. Uh, in the first uh, couple of seasons and in this season he goes from uh season i guess uh the first half of season four or yeah season four i believe the first half of being kind of thick to the second half going really skinny because his character is imprisoned so as a prisoner you you're not eating much you're not eating you're eating Mm -hmm. what they're giving you and he's stuck in a russian prison so he Mm -hmm. lost a lot of weight and he lost a lot of weight for this for this uh, for this season because that was the role that he had to take. Um, he did, and he said, and he actually made a comment in an, another interview saying, "I'm never doing that again." <laughs> like, that yeah, really no, I saw work. that comment. That was, that was really hard work to do. So, in this particular interview, he was actually speaking to GQ magazine, and he goes ahead and says, "Quote: When I was younger, it's so embarrassing, but I remember playing uh, that famous Scottish king and being like, I'm going to kill a cat or something." I'm going to go murder something to know what it feels like to murder. Uh, I didn't actually do it, obviously. Not only is that stuff silly, it's dangerous, and it actually doesn't produce good work. Uh, So this is something that we talked about uh, a couple of days ago, actually, Jeremy. You and I talked Mm -hmm. about this a couple of days ago in the fact of the matter that uh, Lawrence Lawrence Olivier, I believe you told me, actually commented about this. I forgot. What was the the quote that Lawrence Olivier said? What was was that Um, conversation? It was when he was talking to a method actor and the guy was explaining his method and how he doesn't get out of character at all during the filming process. And Lawrence just kind of looked at him and said, well, that's really interesting, but have you ever tried acting? (laughs) That's a joke. (laughs) What's funny is that that's not even supposed to be a joke. That's actually Lawrence being real. He was actually being honest about it. I will say I I disagree a little bit with David in that in when he says it doesn't produce, you know, a great product. Sometimes maybe not. You mean James? But what did I say? David. No, David Harbour. Or James no, it's Harbour, James sorry. Harbour. <laughs> right, but he um I, I disagree with that because we've seen many incredible performances that were brought forward by method acting. Heath Ledger's Joker, uh, 90% of what Robert De Niro did before the 90s. Um, you know, there are many actors who've taken it there and have done an amazing job. And quite possibly, we would never have gotten that real of a performance if they hadn't done it and gone as far as they did with the method acting. So I do disagree with him there, but I agree with everything else he said. It is incredibly dangerous. We talked about this. 
putting yourself in such a dark headspace for certain roles, really tapping into the darkness in ourselves and in our character and in other things like that to achieve a role is extremely dangerous. People sometimes don't come back for that. We have seen it. Um, so I, I would agree with the, uh, you know, James completely on that in that it's not, it's not healthy. Um, yes, it might produce great art occasionally, but it's, it's an extremely dangerous and unhealthy thing to do. I agree. I mean, look at Jim Carrey. I mean, when he did man on the moon, I mean, you know, he's, I mean, we've all said it and he's even said it. He never fully came back from that role. I mean, he's he's never been quite the same after after playing, you know, Andy Kaufman. Um, so it's it's just and again, Heath Ledger being one of the extreme examples. It It's a very dangerous thing. Yes, I do believe it can produce great art. But, um, you know, what do you what do you what are you sacrificing? True. True. I mean, I mean, it's it's crazy because a lot of those actors, some I believe some of those actors just believe that they want to go ahead and put out such a great product and, you know, get a statue so badly that they'll do whatever it takes to get that little statue and and bring out that that product. And that 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 sometimes is not the end result. Sometimes it's too much to the point that the audience is even even the audience is like, that's too much. No, it <laughs> you know, can happen. And I'll tell you, I'm sure somewhat that can be motivation for some people. Um, but I can tell you, most of the people that I have known, while it would be nice to get, you know, an Academy Award or that recognition or whatever else, it's not about that. It's really about bringing that best performance that you possibly can. And, you know, it's it's about the art. I mean, I hate to be all artsy fartsy about it, but it is. It's about creating the best product you can and giving it your all. And to some people, that means going to those extremes. I don't agree with it. Um, as I've said, it's very very dangerous in a lot of ways. Um, but it's a it's a fine line. As an actor, you do have to tap into those things. Um, I've had to do it myself and I have some upcoming roles that are a little darker that I will have to do as well, but I will leave it at the door. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it will be checked at the door when I, when they say cut. Um, that's, that's how I do things. Yeah, it's true. And uh, we have uh, one of our viewers, Ryan is saying it's mind blowing how much it takes to play those roles and how deep they have to go. That's, you know, it's, that's, that's, that's unfortunately comes with the territory. You know I mean, these guys, they make a choice. It's like in life, everybody has a choice, whether to do something one way or another. And these well, guys choose to go that way. I'll throw this out there. I'll compare it, although it is a little bit different because it is to a degree cheating, but I'll throw steroids in there, football, sports, whatever. These are people you do you really think people don't know by this day and age what steroids do to you? They do. And they're still making the choice because to them, nothing's more important than being the best they can. And this is going to get them there. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's a choice as everything in life. I've always said this. You know, I said it last week. I'll say it again. You, you can do anything you want in this life. Anything. Are you willing to pay the consequences? I mean, I can take it to the most extreme example. You can go out and choose to kill someone. You can. You can choose to do anything in this life. You can choose are to put you, a... Are you, are you willing ahead. to pay the consequences? 
Are you? Are, you can choose to put a firecracker up your ass. <laughs> you can make any choice in this world that you want. Are yep. you willing to pay the bill at the end of the day? You can choose to be a co-host of this show with this guy. And I'm willing, and, I'm and still unfortunately, still putting up with this. I'm, Ugh, and you a, know, I mean, I'm willing to pay the price right now. What a bad decision right on now. my part. What a bad decision on my part. You, you, <sighs> what are you talking about? I'm the one that has to like deal with you on a freaking weekly basis. No, okay? no, no, you, you have it backwards. It's the other way around. I have to deal okay, with you. Guy. <laughs> I hate you a lot. Anyways, and I'm, uh, I'm doing my job. There you go. Um, we and this part of the this portion is one of my favorite portions of the show that I love to do is the blind react TikTok blind react for uh, Jeremy who does not have a TikTok refuses to get a TikTok and will never get a TikTok. Folks, petition that he gets a TikTok. <laughs> Start writing it on his Facebook and say Jeremy get a TikTok. Start a hashtag that says Jeremy get a TikTok. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Payback's a bitch. <laughs> but, Remember that. <laughs> but anyways, we do. Ha I do have a couple of really cool TikToks for you. Actually, this first one uh, comes with a from a very uh, popular family. Actually, uh, that uh, loves to make TikToks together. This couple, uh, <laughs> Cindy's already saying, get a TikTok, um, <laughs> and it begins. <laughs> um. This family, actually, they, they do a lot of great TikToks together. Uh, this couple, a uh, very wonderful couple. And uh, this particular TikTok has to do with a Sprite challenge that many people were doing where they were trying to, like, mm -hmm. down Sprite and not burp. This is the result from this particular challenge. Check it out. I hate Sprite. It reminds me of, like, when you would be sick growing up, like, you're your stomach's upset, and your parents tell you to drink a Sprite? Come on, man. I think this is a bad idea. <laughs> Ready? Cheers. result was great uh, i mean i'm not great at chugging anything but i've i've never had that much trouble chugging a soda <laughs> <laughs> no but the thing is that when you chug it you have to keep because when you drink sprite you actually drink it you're already starting to burp because that's like it's got a lot of like carbonation in it yeah, that you you have to burp they were holding it in which, which was what the challenge was is to hold I, I, in the burp i understand that but 
literally he couldn't even get the first sips down. He's like, oh, my God, what the... I've, I've never seen anybody have that much trouble drinking a soda. Well, there you go. Uh, Cindy's saying uh, yucky Sprite. <laughs> uh, and then we got Annette saying, I like Sprite. It's refreshing when it's cold. So there you go on that one. Um, this other this other TikTok video actually has to do. Uh, this actually was uh, was uh, another one that um, that I thought you might actually find pretty interesting. Uh, it has to do with kids and you being a father. I'm <laughs> I just I can't. You gotta just watch this. Some people take things way too literally. Hey babe, the kids won't eat these brown bananas. Throw them out. Why? Because mommy doesn't love you. <laughs> I think he misunderstood. <laughs> no, I, as a father, I think he understood perfectly. <laughs> Here's my chance. <laughs> no, but my, what cracked me up was his facial expression. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> hey, she gave me permission. <laughs> but the little kid's reaction at the end, what the f <laughs> Just slams the door. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> we move on to the next one. Uh, this next one, I mean, I, it's like I've, I have a lot of them, let me tell you. And this next one, actually, that I decided to bring on over here. Um I'm trying to, because the thing is, like, I brought so many in here, so I'm trying to, like, remember which ones are which, and uh, I forget. <laughs> I'm not going to, oh, this one has to do with a prank. Thank you. I was trying to remember. This one has to do, actually, with a prank, and uh, Derek said that was one of your best. Thank you. Um, <laughs> this one actually has to do with a prank that, God, Jeremy, if you ever did this to me, I'll kill you. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm about to give you an idea. <laughs> Check it out. To the slow-mo <laughs> that's old school that's old school that's nothing new i've you've done that to your brothers haven't you or your brothers oh, have done that to you one of the two no we, we we all did that to my youngest brother josh numerous times so... you guys are evil man you guys are so evil doing that i, I told you... you he's a tough kid because of that we tortured him <laughs> man you don't mess with him <laughs> when you treat when you treat somebody as badly as we did that kid for so many years he is tough you don't want to screw with him. Oh, my God. You guys are horrible, horrible people. I'm glad I'm an only child. Anyways, um, this last TikTok video, I know you could probably relate to this one, seeing as you travel and you do, you're uh, in a lot of airplanes and everything. Um, I've actually experienced this once before, and I'm like, yeah, I can, yeah, I can see that. So check it out. Tell me. 
somebody who has not experienced that before. They sound like they're damn near swallowing the microphone when they're talking. <laughs> it was much more like that in the old days. It's not quite that bad anymore. <laughs> and maybe that's just the amount of travel I do. I've learned to speak muffled pilot. I don't know. <laughs> but it, I think that was much more of a, an issue back in the day. But the funny thing is, that's dead on. I don't know how she did it. You couldn't recreate that sound better than she just did. <laughs> well, actually, she actually like copied the sound. It was a trend everybody was doing. But I think she did it best with putting the whole microphone in there. <laughs> like that was perfect. <laughs> well, those are TikTok react, blind reacts uh, for Jeremy. And I love getting his reaction every single time because uh, get a TikTok. <laughs> Hashtag Jeremy, get a TikTok. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to some sports. Owner, WWE owner Vince McMahon is in deeper hot water than we actually thought. Turns out, I mean, as we all know, he had to step down from his duties as CEO because of uh, the board actually found out that he had to pay a, a former, I believe, paralegal or a staff member off. Um, <laughs> sorry, Cindy just went ahead and said, I think it's time for Jeremy to get a TikTok. Um, anyways. <laughs> uh, hashtag Jeremy get a TikTok. Anyways, so... <laughs> <laughs> He's going to love that. Anyways, um, so yeah, so basically what happened was that uh, Vince McMahon uh, was has allegedly allegedly paid off a former staff of his to go ahead for for uh, an affair that he had with this woman but it turns out that the investigation went in deeper and it and it turns out that he actually pay, paid 12 million in hush money to four different women and not only that one of them was a former uh, uh, wrestler was a former was a former wrestler of his that uh that's one of the reasons when she ended the affair he didn't renew her contract so she went ahead and got a lawyer and the lawyer went up to him and basically vince paid some hush money to keep her mouth shut and that's mm -hmm. what happened so far from the investigation now as we all know he stepped down after these allegations came to light he stepped down as uh ceo and right now his daughter is uh is acting ceo of the wwe but we all know right now the WWE is already tanking badly as it is. It's suffering as far as uh, getting crowds to come and watch the sh uh, or watch it go to arenas. I mean the 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 um the the shows on TV. The ratings have gone down. It's been really bad for WWE for a few years now. This is just making it worse and worse. And it just seems to me that right now the WWE is in a sp downward spiral and it's getting worse. It definitely seems to be. And, you know, when you have these dictator type CEOs, um, you know, people who literally had their hands in everything, no decisions are made without them, that kind of thing, and things start to go south, you know, you tend to see things get pretty bad. And let me bring up another point. This is really common. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not shocked at all. I mean, we see these people in high power positions when one scandal breaks, they all start breaking, you know, and there always seems to be so much more dirt, you know, behind the chair when you pull it back and look, um, you know, as we've seen with Harvey Weinstein, with all these different people, it's it, people come out of the woodwork and all these past allegations and past issues start showing up. Um, you know, somebody with the power of Vince McMahon and his organization, um, if if there's one, I hate to say it, but if there's one credible charge, there's probably going to be 15. 
you know, it's just the way it goes. Um, if he felt he was capable of doing this and getting away with it with one person, it's probably going to be more. And we hear about this all the time, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always been rumors. I mean, there was a rumor a long time ago that he had an, an affair with uh, with uh, Sable, uh, and uh, and basically Sable is now married to Brock Lesnar. Uh, but there was a rumor. There was a rumor that he actually had an affair with Sable. Uh, and also, and there's always rumors. We don't know if this is true or not. But there, there was that rumor. I mean, but it stands to re- to to reason because I mean. Brock basically does what he wants when he wants on in WWE and Vince really doesn't have much to say about it. Could it be because maybe Vince is guilty of, you know, having an affair with Sable and that was part part of, you know, like the hush. It's like, you know, (laughs) there's a lot, there's a lot of possibilities and I'll bring this up again. We don't know, but it's been mentioned as well that there are past sexual abuse allegations against him as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, Again, we're going to find out more. More will be revealed as this is going on, but uh, it's not looking good for him and, uh, you know, the organization at the moment. Not good at all. And uh, the, the other sad part about this is, is that Stephanie, actually, Stephanie McMahon, uh, she stepped down uh, from her position, actually, as uh, I forgot what, what position she had in the WWE exactly, but she stepped down out of a very prominent position to focus on her family, to focus on her husband, mm-hmm. Triple H, uh, Paul Vesque, uh, because he has just, Paul Vesque has retired from wrestling due to a heart condition that he underwent surgery for a few months ago. And uh, she wanted to focus more on her family uh, with mm-hmm. him, their three daughters, and just focus on that. And then this happens that has forced her to come back uh, mm-hmm. into the business, into the family business to try to run it while her father, you know, tries to like, you know, clean whatever allegations are going on with him. I mean, this is this is tough on her because it's like, how how straining is this for her and her family in this end right oh, now? Absolutely. And, you know, family obligations, especially in a family business, are a biatch, you know. That's just the way it is. You see this kind of thing all the time. And it's extremely unfortunate because there's a time in her family's life where, this is not what they need. You know, she's trying to focus on her husband and trying to help um, with his health issues. It's, it's, you're just laying add layer and layer of added stress to this for her. Um, so yeah, that's, it's pretty awful. And people need to remember that while she plays a character on TV and she's always been rather hated, that is a character. You know, it's not really who human, she is. This is a human being we're talking about here who's who's dealing with some pretty heavy stuff. Um, you know, it's is she oblivious to who her father is and what he may have done? Probably not. You know, I mean, she's been around this business and this corporation her entire life. She's been raised in it. So I'd have to say she wasn't blind, I, I, mean, I would guess. There was even there was even uh, some some uh, rumors as well saying that her mother Linda and Vince have not been together in a while. They've actually separate led separate lives and they've lived separately, but they've kept it private. You know because obviously the WWE is a family like G rated you know show now. Ever since the Attitude Era, uh, you know has 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 you know was gone and everything. So they're trying to be all kid friendly and everything. So they're trying to like create this facade of uh, family togetherness when in actuality uh you know stephanie and triple h are the only family that that has stayed together and they're known about it but 
of course, Stephanie and Triple H's, uh, or, you know, the way they hooked up was also checkered as well, uh, seen as Triple H cheated on China with Stephanie years ago. And that mm-hmm. led to China's dismissal as well from the WWE, uh, you know, slowly but surely. So it's just so many, so much drama happened in this entire, you know, in this organization. It's not even funny. Well, it's been going on for years. I mean, this is, I guess, anytime you have entertainment mixing with sports and the amount of ego in this sport and that kind of thing. I mean, you can go back to the days of Andre the Giant Hulk Hogan, and you can go even further back than that to hear the crazy dramas going on. And, you know, this guy tried to kill this one backstage because he slept with his wife. And this, I mean, this has been going on forever in wrestling really so, true it just happens all, it just <laughs> happens i mean that's it just happens. it's it's uh, like i said i don't know what the weird combination is maybe like i said that combination of of entertainment and sport and everybody playing a role in a character it's called money goes all of that mixed <laughs> together you know but you've been hearing these kind of stories and this kind of craziness coming out of the wrestling industry forever well, many of these entertainers uh, and many of these wrestlers are larger than life humans. And because they're larger than life humans, they're being, they've been made to be larger than life humans when they're just humans. You know, they're just humans, humans with a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, juice in them, <laughs> you know, most of the time. Not all of them, but most of them, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying that I know of any of them, but, you know, I mean, the p- fact of the matter is that these guys are big. And so because they're big, they believe that they're bigger than everybody and they could pretty much do whatever they want, whenever they want to whomever they want. Uh, obviously times have changed over the years. Now that's mm-hmm. no longer the case where you can just get well, away with whatever you want to do. We've seen that with most, I mean, given there's the celebrity aspect of it, the entitled aspect of it, the sports aspect of it, the, you know, all that kind of thing, but you've seen it in football dating back 80 years, you know, in all the sports where you have the big guys, you know, the the imposing, dominating, intimidating people. Um, yeah, there can be an attitude of, you know, who's going to mess with me? I can do what I want kind of a thing. And you've seen it in all sports for many, many years. Very true. Very true. We got Cindy saying that uh, her brother isn't no angel. Uh, she's talking about Shane McMahon. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, of course, you know, none of them, none of them are, are innocent of anything, really. I mean, you know, like there was other rumors as well that Shane wanted to hook up with Stacey Keebler. And, you know, that's the reason why they brought her to the WWE from WCW, because he wanted to hook up with Stacey Keebler, even though Shane's been married this entire time. There was rumors that that was that that's something that was a rumor as well. That that's mm-hmm. why they brought her over. I mean, there's just so many different rumors out there. Nobody knows which one's true, which one's not. You know, but at the end of the day, it's, I mean, when you have that much money and that much fame and that much, you know, muscle and everything else, you tend to think that you're, that you can go ahead and do whatever you want and money will go ahead and cover everything. Money will go ahead and shut everything up. What they don't understand is that nothing stays a secret. Especially nowadays. Secrets will come out and they will come out to the light and they will not be pretty when they finally are out. Because mm-hmm. it'll affect not just your business, but it'll affect your personal life as well. And the way people look at you from that point on. That's the biggest problem right now. You know, uh, and Cindy says, and this is why I don't watch wrestling. <laughs> I mean, That's why I, I gave up on it a long time ago. 
I stopped watching it years ago myself. I mean, my buddy and I, we like, he calls me up every so often and he's like, so have you watched wrestling? I'm like, nope. <laughs> he's like, what? I just don't find it interesting anymore. The storylines were fun. I loved watching the storylines. I loved watching the drama. It's like a male soap opera that we all enjoyed watching, but it's gotten too stupid that I can't watch it. I can't put myself to watch. I, I tried watching this year's WrestleMania simply because I wanted to see if they've changed anything. Stone Cold Steve Austin came back, which I wanted to see that, see how, see how he came back. And yeah, that was entertaining to watch. You know, it was entertaining to watch Stone Cold come back and stun, you know, stun Vince, even though Vince McMahon had took the worst stunner I've ever seen in my life. Ironically enough, nobody can flop, but the boss can always flop a freaking wrestling move every single time. And he did the worst flop I've ever seen him do for a stunner. Then again, the guy's like in his 70s. So, you know, you have to be very careful on how you like do certain maneuvers. Not everybody could be Ric Flair and wrestle at the age of what, 75, 76 for another match. Mm -hmm. Not many people could do that, but I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. So, you know, again, we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, keep watching to see what happens in other sports news. Jake Paul still wants to fight Tommy Fury. Now here's the thing. So we know that the Tommy Fury fight was going to happen, but unfortunately because authorities found out that Tommy Fury has links to, uh, to organized crime, they decided not to allow him to enter the U S uh, and because of that, that fight is no longer going to happen. However, Jake Paul still wants to fight Tommy Fury. And according to Jake, he says that he's actually tried to get a hold of Fury's camp and, and tell him that they have friends in the Justice Department. They could give him a temporary visa just to come and fight him. But, but you know, Fury is gone, has gone into hiding, uh, allegedly, and is ducking and dodging him, according to what Paul is saying. I mean, well, of course, that's what Paul's going to say. Of course. Why am I going to why am I going to believe anything that comes out of that guy's mouth? Um, here's the deal. Tommy Fury actually showed up to the airport for the fight. OK, he had been in training. He actually showed up to the airport for the flight and was barred from entering the country. So. I, personally speaking, unless I have a guarantee that I'm going to be allowed in, I'm not going to go through all that hassle again. You know, I, there's no way I'm going to get a, my life all in order, get everything set up, and then I'm going to fly freaking 10 hours to be told, go home. You know, I'm not doing that twice. So, again, I don't know what's really going on. None of us do, but I certainly don't take Jake Paul's word for it. That's very true. And uh, <clears throat> we got, I mean, we have, uh, <laughs> no, that was Logan, Cindy. <laughs> Cindy's asking, wasn't Jake going into wrestling? No, that was actually, that's actually his brother, Logan, that signed with the WWE actually a couple of weeks ago. So <laughs> Logan Paul's actually entering the WWE as a professional wrestler. Uh, so yeah, that, the, those Logan boys, I'm or those Paul boys, let me tell you. Anyways, I mean, Right now, what I would love to see that fight because for the first time, that would actually be a fight that would be worth watching. Uh, and I think that would be the fight that would prove once and for all whether or not Jake is actually worthy of being, you know, in boxing or if he's mm -hmm. just making it seem like it's a joke. And well, just you know, damn using fighters that are nobodies or that are retired or that are old or anything like that. This would be the proof. You know, damn well that. <clears throat> 
Tommy Fury would not be throwing this fight or coming in to take it soft like it has been rumored that all of other, all of Jake Paul's other opponents have. Um, he's not going to sign a contract that says he can't go for the knockout, which was also rumored, you know, for Jake Paul's other people. It's it'll be a real fight. I mean, I've told you this before. The Furies come from fighters. OK, mm -hmm. their their grandfather was the bare knuckle boxing champion of the travelers in Ireland, which basically meant he is about the baddest human being on the planet. Okay. Bare knuckle boxing in Ireland, especially among the gypsy traveler community is huge. And if you were the best of that, you were probably the best boxer fighter in the world. I mean, these guys were the toughest SOBs you've ever met. So I guarantee you, Tommy Fury would not be coming in to take it easy. This would be a real test for Jake Paul. And it would, like you said, tell us once and for all whether he's got anything or not. Um, right, because true. there's there's no way Tommy Fury would come into this without, you know, being serious about it. Very, very true. I guess we're just going to go ahead and have to wait to see if that fight happens. But I can guarantee you this. I'll be watching it. <laughs> we'll definitely be watching that fight for sure. Uh, uh, on a Saturday I'm note, jump. actually, on a Saturday note yeah. today, actually, we actually, uh, Jeremy wanted to talk about this, uh, uh, you know, uh, for, you know, as far as in sports news goes, uh, there was a loss in the Dodgers today, Jeremy. Uh, yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, anybody who is, you know, a diehard Dodger fan, anybody, you know, from my generation, you will know this name, Mike Brito, who was the, most legendary scout for the Dodgers uh, has passed away. Um, very, you know, long and joyful and full life. Um, but this is a man who impacted baseball beyond the Dodgers organization more than just about anybody else. He was the conduit between the Latin American baseball players and the United States. This man discovered Fernando Valenzuela. This man discovered um, Julio Arias, who is one of our current star pitchers, Yasiel Puig, Ishmael Valdez, who was a star pitcher and an all-star and all this back in the 90s and early 2000s for the Dodgers, um, multiple Hall of Famers. This guy brought them all over. In one of his last trips before he had retired um, from actually traveling as a scout, he found Yasiel Puig, Julio Urias, who is our current star pitcher, and also another outfielder who I believe got traded and is starring in the outfield for another team. Three stars, all of them all stars, and a couple with Hall of Fame potential. In one trip, he came home with all of them. The man had an eye for talent like almost nobody in the game, and he... He he just he was a part of that Dodger legacy of inclusion, you know, that started with Jackie Robinson and has just been continued through all these years. You know, Latin American players did not have a regular conduit into, you know, the major leagues. Um, they were more of a rarity and someone like Mike Brito coming in and actively scouting those areas and bringing up great talent paved the way for all of the Latin American talent that we see that still comes into the game today. So, I mean, this guy was an absolute legend. And even as a kid, I mean, he's a scout. Who the heck knows the scouts for your team? We all knew his name. 
True. You know, you all knew who Mike Brito was if you were a Dodger fan. He was just that important to the team and to the game. So and to Latin America. Is, and to Latin Americans as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's he literally paved the way for the large generation of Latin American players that are involved in the game today. So his his loss is is a huge loss, although, I mean, again, lived a very full life. He's dying at a very ripe age, you know, ripe old age. He contributed a lot and is is just loved by many. So, um, you know, it's a it's a sad loss, but we were all very grateful to have this man be a part of this. And, uh, you know, the legacy he created for generations to come is just amazing. Condolences go to his family. He will be missed and he will he will forever be a legend in the Dodgers organization and in the sports of baseball period. That's the news in case you haven't heard it. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Navarro Miller report. Hope all of you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Please be safe out there. Uh, I'm your host, Dave Navarro, along with this guy that is a pain in my ass forever. That's me, Jeremy Miller, pain in the ass. <laughs> we hope to see you guys here next time. Hopefully we'll be here. We want to apologize if we weren't here on Monday, as we said last week, but it was 4th of July weekend. So, you know, I mean, I was too Things busy. Things got a little crazy. I, w- I was too busy trying to, like, not explode a freaking rocket in my hands. So. <laughs> no, I didn't really do that. <laughs> I was busy comforting a dog. Oh, so. poor Magoo. <laughs> He's so cute. I love Magoo. Anyways, hopefully everybody will have a wonderful weekend, and hopefully we will see you again here on Monday. Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are on all platforms. We are on YouTube, Facebook. Uh, we are on uh, Twitch. And tomorrow, don't, go ahead and don't miss on the recast on uh, iHeartRadio.com, Spotify. And on Sunday, we will be on Apple Podcasts. But for right now, we will see everybody on Monday. And we will see you all next time. You have been listening to the Navarro Miller Report.